Unless you want to, it's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 484 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we just want to say happy holidizzy uh, from the Les Schwab Studios. Hey, if you haven't seen our Christmas card yet, uh, we have it up online. Though. Yeah, you can check out our either of our Instagram pages or our Facebook pages and see what might be, what many are considering... Such a good video that we should make it a digital NFT and sell it for billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, maybe before we get out of here, I'll play some of my son's trumpet playing. Uh, you were on percussions. My mom was on percussions. I was on percussions. He's and then, really improved a lot this year. Well, I didn't let him warm up either, which I did on purpose because I knew in the middle it'd get a little crunchy. And I like the it crunchy. was good. I like the crunchy part. Hey, coming up uh, on the Ron and Don show, we'll talk about Gavin Newsom. Uh, and the fact that he has made some decisions about what's going to happen in California when it comes to gas, powered vehicles, and electric vehicles. And is what he's trying to do, can that even be done? Also, we'll talk about the fact... <laughs> I read a comment by an Olive Garden manager who's having a hard time getting people to come to work. And he said, hey, if you're going to call in, because someone killed your dog, just come on in anyways and bring me the dead dog. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. It's the holidays, and chances are you might have some folks that are coming to see you and come to stay with you. I know that I do. Uh, the difference is I can put them behind the door of an ADU or a backyard cottage, and they can have their life, and I can still have mine. It's a little different uh, when friends and relatives show up, and, Ron, there's a great article about uh, how long is too long when it comes to staying at, at, at someone's house, you just stayed at someone's house uh, down in Florida because your dad was having a, a procedure down there. Uh, so this is probably top of mind. And then you also host a lot of people, uh, friends that will come up and see you, or I know you're getting ready to go uh, see a friend and, and sleep on their couch. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I thought this was kind yeah, of Yeah, they did uh, a, a survey type of thing. It's not really a, a scientific experiment. They just did a survey of people and said, what's the perfect number of days or the acceptable number of days? And in America, the social contract appears to be four days. So if, if you are if you are leaving before four days, oh you're God. doing your host a favor. Yeah. If you're planning on saying after four days, you have stayed too long. And I, I think that that's about right especially if it's like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, you, that's plenty of time for people with, with the, I would like to normalize, um, getting a hotel or an Airbnb. There are some people that get offended if you don't stay with them and it's like, Oh, well, you know, you're in my city. You have to stay with me. It's like, and you try to go, I don't like staying with you. For, for the amount of time I want to stay with you. Like, I, I like to visit you and you're my friend, but there are certain people in, in that you just don't like it. I, I don't know if you know the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, he does a great bit about 
the everybody has that room that they put the guests in and he's like it's just a weird room like it's, <laughs> yeah. if, if people liked that room they would be using the room so it's always this weird room like you get the hand-me-down bed it sinks down in the middle it's still got star wars sheets on it oh. like the room's most of the time is never finished. You got tote boxes stacked up in the corner. Cause it's also the junk room and the old exercise room and the closets full of weird stuff. It's the only like, machine from your great grandma and you don't even know how to sew. And so he's like, I don't want to stay in that room. He's like, I make decent money. I don't want to stay in that room. I want to just, and then Oprah always talked about, you know, when she became Oprah, people were like, oh, you're too, you're Oprah now. You can't stay with Sam. He's like, it's not that I don't want to stay with you. I don't want someone else's hair on my soap when I get into the shower. What about uh, if you're going home and then you're staying in like your boyhood bedroom and your parents have kept it that way because they like the warm and fuzzies or a parent has kept it that way? That's a whole nother thing to unpack. Is that, is that, is that different? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Okay. Depending on your age, if you're 22, maybe like you that's go in there weird. and you see your old trophies, and that's yeah, weird. Like if you're 22, it's fine. It's only been a couple of years you've been out of the house, but if you're 42 and it's still that way, you guys need to do some deep therapy. I'll just say this, and I'll be sensitive here. Uh, there are things that happen that are brand new to you when you go through puberty, and they're brand new to your bedspread and all that stuff. When you when you're like. 12 and 13 and stuff's going on and you're, you're having this sexual awakening. You don't go tell your parents what you've been up to with the thing that's thrown on the, you know, the star Wars thing that's thrown on the bed. Like that thing gots to go. And people just got to be honest about what's in that bed. sheet. I mean, and it's the same thing when you go to a hotel and all that stuff, just take a black, it's all in there. And, and, and that's why, even if parents aren't going to pivot and take down the the trophies, trust me, I'm a 55 year old male. I know what was I know what my wake awakening was about when I was like 12, 13, 14. 12, 13, 14, 25, 26, 27. <laughs> yeah, that bedspread got to go. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, I want to thank everybody that's stopped by Les Schwab over the past 10 years, and you've helped fight hunger. That's right. They're doing it again at Les Schwab. They have a big campaign going on, and we want you to be a part of it. Ron, it's brought to you by Aramark Food Lifeline, and they're teaming up with Les Schwab to help everyone out this holiday season, right? Yeah, it could not be easier to help folks in our own communities with food insecurity. You can do a, this a couple of ways. Number one is uh, when you're at the store, pick up some non-perishable food items, take them to your local Les Schwab. They will have a big box in the lobby. You can put the food in the box. Number two, if you're lazy like me and you don't feel like doing that, you can just pull in when it, when it comes to mind. Maybe you're listening to this podcast in the car and you see a Les Schwab up the road, pull into the parking lot and and just give them cash out the door. You don't even have to get out of the car. Number three, you can call them if you want to do it uh, over a credit card. All right. So if you're like, if you've been impacted by food insecurity in your life and you're doing a little bit better this time around, uh, why don't you help out with Food Lifeline and Les Schwab and Aramark? Yeah, there you go. My son and I go every year. We fill up a box and it's something that's great to do with your kids, you guys, because they understand then just how valuable uh, food is. And how fun it is, important it is to help people in the community. Les Schwab, they've been doing the right thing, and we get to partner with them since 1952.
To say Andrea Mickelson's life is crazy is an understatement. And when it was time to sell her Sammamish home, she admits she was just overwhelmed. There was no way that I could even begin to try to figure out what needed to be done. Andrea had heard all about how Ron and Don do far more for their clients than other realtors, so she gave the guys a call. They immediately jumped in, advising her what she should consider doing, where to spend her money, and where not to bother to get the highest asking price possible. It was absolute relief. I felt that they could take on all the stuff that I needed to have done. The guys took over, leading a small army of experts who dramatically transformed her home inside and out. But Andrea admits, even though the market's smoking hot, she worried a bit about how she'd do. Now, she didn't have to wait long after it went live. So the first offer was $200,000 over the, the asking price. And the offers kept coming. Andrea was blown away when they finally settled on a selling price. It got $450,000 over the asking price. It was amazing. Suffice it to say, Andrea is thrilled, and she hasn't stopped recommending Ron and Don to her friends and family since. I'm Andrea Mickelson, and thanks to Ron and Don, I got way more for my door. Sign up for the nation news at rondonradio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Ron watches uh, the stock market a lot. I'm, I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Some people say that Tesla was invented to chase government money. It's one of the reasons why you've seen Ford and everyone else now pivoting, because they've realized how much government money there is. And so let's go after it. Let's make electric cars. Uh a holes and elbows. Let's let's do whatever we got to do here. And and Tesla though, they just seem seem kind of stuck uh, when it comes to the Tesla itself. The interest in the car. I was interested in getting a Tesla. I think a couple of years ago. I'm not anymore. Uh, Elon Musk has become a very interesting figure, especially when it comes to Twitter. Uh, I listen to him sometimes when he's being interviewed. You just see how brilliant he is. And then, and then some of the stuff that he does, I think socially, that is just stupid. And at the same time, you know, is there a reason why he just cashed in over, is it $3 billion with a B, dollars in Tesla stock? Ron, I think you have some Tesla stock. Uh, and without looking under your hood, you know, what is going on here with Tesla, the rest of the, the battery-operated car makers? Because guys like Gavin Newsom down in California are saying, hey, we're going to be all battery all the time. Uh, these, you know, gas powered vehicles, they gots to go. And, and a lot of people think that there's a possibility that we may see him in the next election cycle. So he, he is heading toward the other Washington possibly. And when he does, I think he's going to bring a lot of these California ideas with him. Is, is Tesla broken right now? It's, it seems like the stock has been stuck. Um, boy, there's a lot packed into that question. So multiple things can be true at the same time. So yes, government infrastructure. I'm tall and I'm good looking. There you go. Uh, the there is infrastructure money that needs to accompany electric vehicle adoption. That is true. Uh, but at the same time, um, wanting to transition to an electric car fleet, I think seems self-evident on a, on its face that that's a good idea. Like I, I would. 
if you just look at emissions, you look at the the climate change stuff, which is is pretty much been put to bed as far as I'm concerned by actual scientists. Like that that it's not a bad thing to have that as a goal. Um, the Tesla stock is a weird one. I do own Tesla. Um, I trade Tesla a lot, and uh, Elon Musk's behavior in Twitter is is affecting the stock price. I think more than the actual cars because he's offending the people that buy his cars. And so more, I think by and large, the typical prototypical client of a Tesla would be someone that leans democratic, that leans environmental. uh, And Elon Musk is going on Twitter and embracing the MAGA crowd and this free, you know, speech freedom, absolution stuff and reinstating accounts from, uh, known anti-Semites and hate mongers and saying things that directly offend the the prototypical t- client of Tesla. So I think that his favorability has dropped off a cliff. But kicking kicking the kid off Twitter who is tracking his emissions from his, his private jet. Right. So he got he got he got, he got booted. He has, <laughs> and so I think the other thing with Tesla that's impacting it is is China. So they just opened a new they call them Giga Factories. In China, Gigafactory. I didn't know that. Uh, and so they opened a new Gigafactory in China when the demand was off the charts in China. And now because of COVID, a lot of that has changed. So when that catches back up, I think the stock is is a buy, definitely. Um, it's interesting because I, I went to Shanghai a couple of years right before the pandemic. And one of the big things that they talked about there is that the government, and again, different frame of government, obviously, in China, they said in Shanghai, a city of 25 million people, they're like, the, the, the gas-powered scooters and small vehicles in this city are just choking us out with pollution. All right. And it was, it was worse than LA. It was just a black cloud, a haze all the time. They came in and with one declaration said, all gas-powered scooters are done on this date. Wow. That's it. I didn't know that. And, and it doesn't matter how long you've had it. doesn't matter if it's an antique. You cannot drive. No one is allowed in Shanghai to drive a gasoline-powered scooter. We are done. Everybody pick up their leaf blowers, though, and start blow, doing blowing guns. No, they, they don't have. So in, 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 in the matter of, you know, one, however long it took them to do this where they would exchange it and it was subsidized by the government. It was all electric scooters and it was absolutely remarkable. The air quality, the, how quiet things were, uh, because that's kind of the primary means of transportation in a city that large. Um, it was noise was way down. Emissions were way down. Air quality was way up. You could walk along the street. The, the promenades that used to be uh, people just couldn't breathe were now flush with people in the parks. And it was incredible. So, like, this is not a bad idea. Um, getting there by 2035, uh, which is what Gavin Newsom wants to do, I think is ambitious. But for 2023, the Volkswagen group, the entire group is is – retiring gas-powered cars that has nothing to do with california so volkswagen group is volkswagen 
uh, Mercedes. That has to do with government money, though. Like, they're, they're, sure, they, that has to do with EU they money. They and Ford are, yeah. are, are fighting for that money. So, but it's like I think they own Mini Cooper. I think they own Lotus. Like, it's like mm-hmm. six or seven. Uh, I think they might even own Bentley. Like, they have a lot of uh, the automotive group from um, from Volkswagen is retiring the gas engine. So, like this, I think the 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 writing's on the wall here, so to speak. And people need to get in line. And I don't think that's a bad use of money. I would rather spend billions of dollars uh, of the U.S. economy making an electric vehicle infrastructure rather than uh, like an, an, uh, the, the war in Iraq, let's say, it has gone on forever and ever and ever um, in, in the billions of dollars of money that you spend on that year after year after year. So like to me, I think it's a good investment. Yeah, and you even think about the transportation and the line bike thing that they tried to solve here in Seattle. They finally solved it with a battery. Like, I see so many people now on scooters and on bicycles uh, that are actually using those. And typically, people would just use those on a nice day and the sun was out and you couldn't find one. And then, and then they'd just pick them up and throw them in the lake because that's kind of what they were worth. Uh, but, man, when I'm out riding my bike and I'm a pretty good rider... I'm getting I'm getting lapped by people with battery operated bikes all the time. You fly, but, but I appreciate it. I, I appreciate they're on a battery operated bike. They're not in a car with a combustion engine, and we saw the difference in our in in our cities in our clear skies when cars were parked. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I, I also bought a lot of Ford stock because I think that Ford electric truck is going to be a game the lightning changer. Is, is they're they're opening a new factory. Yeah. It's either in Tennessee or Kentucky. And as as big companies start to change their fleet over, once they come out with their the van version, you know the Ford Econoline van or yeah. their their Sprinter style van where it's all electric, you're going to start seeing these big companies like the Amazons of the world say, hey, let give me 10,000 of these vans or give me 10,000 of these trucks and make them all electric trucks. And uh, that's going to be our service vehicles for uh, municipalities and big companies. That's going to be, again, once people get in them, they drive them around, they see that they can pull their boat with it and they get over the thing of like, oh, there's a range of 480 miles. Like, how many times do you drive 480 miles yeah. without stopping? Yeah. Not very many. Yeah. And, and the great thing is, like, I had a, a friend who's a, actually one of our clients who went out and bought a Defender the other day. And he had a sign on his contract that if he sold that, I think in the next two years, that he would sell it back to the dealership. Because that's been one of the problems with, like, the Lightning truck that's so cool is people lined up, they bought those. And they never drove them. They just, their intention was to turn around and sell them. And for instance, you could take a lightning, you could put it on a barge, you could you could uh, send it to Hawaii, or I've barged cars before up to Alaska. Alaska. And uh, you can see Russia from Alaska. Thanks. Sarah. Anyway, anyway uh, can make the markup grand. on those cars, sometimes between thirty and $50,000. So the dealerships are saying, nah, we don't want that. It, 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 it's the same way with the, with the Taylor uh, Swift ticket exchange. A, a lot of these companies were going, why are we allowing people to buy things, turn around, put them on a secondary market and go cha-ching? And we're seeing that happen now uh, where dealerships and car manufacturers are trying to get the power back. We'll see you on the other side. Three, two, one. 
buy down. What the hell does that mean? Uh, Mitch is here from Mitch.loans. What is a 3-2-1 buy down? Because when the market was going crazy these past couple of years and there weren't enough homes for all the buyers and money was cheap, I didn't hear a 3-2-1 buy down. What is that? Yeah, and investors are definitely bringing it back. And you hear me say all the time, your rate is not your rate. There's room to negotiate. And now with sellers being in a little bit of a panic, they can actually give you money to buy down your rate. They can do it up front or they can do a buy down. And a 3-2-1 buy down means that you get a rate of 3% less than the market rate for a year, 2% less for another year, 1% less for another year. And it's the year four that you finally actually start paying the current rate. And if you refi out, you actually get all of that prepaid interest refunded back to you. So there's no risk. If rates drop in the next year, you get all that money back. You didn't waste that money. Yeah. So you hear everyone say all the time, date the rate, marry the property. That's how you do it with a three, two, one. Buy down from Mitch.loans. Reach out to him today. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 484. Before we get out of here, you still have to be patient, don't you? And you go in a lot of restaurants. And uh, I was in a restaurant the other day. I took my mom somewhere. It took an hour and 10 minutes. The tables weren't all full. But there was only one bartender and there was one server. Uh, so they had to shut parts of the restaurant down because they just couldn't serve those areas. And again, uh, talking to some of the people that work there, the bartender was the owner. And he's just like, it is next to impossible right now. And, and this is really the time where you have to go out and hire folks, right? During the holidays, this real holiday push. And a lot of these big box stores are interested. And uh, I remember that's how I got my first job at Costco, driving a forklift. It just, I went in with 800, uh, in fact, it was the one in Kirkland. I was in my 20s. And I went in and there were eight, they hired 800 new people for the holidays and they kept two. And I was determined to be one of the two, which I which which I was always competing, right? Always got to let you know my story and how great I am, even when I was in my twenties at Costco back in nineteen forty five. Boy, aren't I the hero of my own story? Anyway, I I was talking to my friend John the other day. He owns a fish market. It's down on the pier. It's a great fish market. It's fresh fish, and and he takes all the fish coming off these boats, especially the ones that are coming down from Alaska and out of the Puget Sound. And he and his wife have had this fish market down there forever. And uh, I talked to him yesterday and he said, hey, just want to let you know, if you come in the store, uh, we're not there. We are selling the store. And I said, who are you selling the store to? And they are selling just the store to some people that just have a big family because the family can go in there and run it. And he goes, you know what? I can't get any fishmongers. I can't get anyone to go in there and take the stuff off the dock. I can't get any buyer. He says, I just... It's impossible to run the store. We ran it through COVID with kind of a takeout thing. And now that we need to fully staff it, we can't do it. I was reading this story uh, that I mentioned, a gentleman who was trying to get people to come in from Olive Garden. He was a manager. And he's like, hey, if your dog's dead, just bring your, your dead dog in. Ron and I, we had a client last year, uh, our friends Jack and Colleen, and he worked in a restaurant, a big, big restaurant. Uh, he ended up working seven days a week and literally worked himself to death. Uh, and had to get to a point where he said, you know what, I got to move away from this. Because uh, it was just phone call after phone call after phone call. And when you don't have someone to step in, you're it, right? Uh, so anyway, I really... Can, can I ask you something? Yeah. Because you've, you've riffed on this from several different angles. What Do you know what it is about this change 
that bothers you so much? Because it clearly bothers you. And I'm just curious. It's been, uh, they've called it the Great Resignation. They've called it all sorts of different names. But do you, it seems like it makes you angry on some level. I'm not, I, I don't, so if, I, if I'm coming off angry, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm not angry about it. I'm just curious. And I wonder with a 12-year-old how the world moves forward. Uh, he did not know the value of a dollar or a dime. He, to him, a dollar was a 20, was a 100. He had no clue until, and he doesn't get paid around here to do his, his what he's supposed to do, make his bed and, and, and be uh, and contribute in this house and help wash dishes and set up for dinner. And, and he does it with a very cheerful heart, anything I ever ask him. But, but then we have other jobs where he can go out and, and work a significant amount of time. And sometimes he'll come out to one of our job sites and clean up. Or he came out the other day and he's helping clean windows. So now he can work an hour. And then when he takes what he gets paid per hour, like it, the, 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 the money makes sense to him. I think what's going to be really hard is you have a lot of people that have excelled in tech. But even a lot of those tech jobs are going to go AI. And, and so the question is this, a lot of the labor that we need right now is true labor. Uh, kids aren't working, as I said before, because their parents want them to have better lives. But is it a better life when you're 25 years old, you're still living with mom and dad, and you don't know the value of a dollar or a dime? That's why we have runaway inflation right now. I don't think that's going away. I'm not mad about it, though. I'm just curious. I don't want to be the old man getting off the lawn and, hey, I had three jobs when I was, let me tell you about I guess I do because I just told you about Costco, so I just lied. Uh, but I do think our generation is going to compare ourselves to our kids and say, do we want to give them a better life too? And what is a better life? And to me, you know, the greatest generation and, and the science generation probably worked too hard and probably worked themselves to death. And, and, and created a pot of gold. And then at the end of their lives, they had this pot of gold, but they didn't have the health to go along with the pot. And, and so I think a lot of uh, what I think is good about Generation X specifically, and I like this. Hey, you know what? I'm, and, and, and we see this in a lot of our Airbnbs. Uh, we're going to, I have a couple right now that, that is staying at my place in the U district. They're tech. They left their house in Austin. They turned it over to a management company to put it on Airbnb so they didn't have to sell their house. They're up here now. They're living in different neighborhoods for a month, two months, four months. About a year from now, they're going to decide if they want to live here and buy a house. So we've been talking about that journey. It's just a very different journey. And they have, they have different levers and different leverage. But I wonder what happens when that leverage goes away and you've never physically worked in your life. And maybe at some point you'll have to. I guess I just believe that, you know, market forces solve a lot of this, that it's, it doesn't, you know, the, the pressure on a person to, to have their living expenses met and the desires that they have will at a certain point work its magic. And it's not really up to me. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from though. And I think looking at work ethic and stuff is interesting. There's, um, different kinds of work ethic though. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, I think that the market sorts it out. I just remember when I was in the big brother program, same thing. My little had no idea about how stuff was valued. And so I worked on that with him. He kind of figured it out. Like now he's, he's graduated from college and he's on a trip right now, uh, with his girlfriend. And like he figured out, it's like, Oh, if I want to have, 
a nice camera or if I want to take a trip with my girlfriend or if I want to go to an NBA game, that costs money. And so therefore, here's how I'm going to do that. But it's not in the way that I would have done it. And it's not with the type of jobs that I would have done straight out of high school into college. But he figured it out because he wanted those things. He wanted to live a certain type of life. Great points. Love it. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode 484 of the Ron and Don Show. If you need to get in touch with us, Ron is just Ron at RonandDon.com. I'm Don at RonandDon.com. Check out our Christmas card to you. It's up on my Facebook page right now, Don O'Neill. Go check it out. And uh, Ron is just uh, Ron Upshaw. Check him out as well on Instagram and Twitter. and uh, Sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, how do you do that? RonandDon.com. Yeah, Nation News. Anyway, happy holidays, you guys. Uh, maybe one more show before the new year. In the meantime, hey, don't start your new, your new Year's resolution next year, your decisions. Start your decisions now, and then you're just flowing right into 2023. All right? Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you for episode 485. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. All right! There it is on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.